That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. One of the most difficult things I see in so-called Christians today is the lack of discernment. Every new thing that comes along grabs their attention, and they're quick to leave the Bible behind and chase after this new book, or that new teacher, or this movie, or whatever. 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. How do we know error? Some people in their arrogance will say, Well, I'll just know it when I see it. And I say, Don't be so sure of yourself. When I was in college, I was quite a prankster. Nothing malicious or destructive, mind you. But we love to pull one over on our fellow students. One of the things I liked to do was unscrew the lid off the sugar dispenser and put a piece of paper over the opening and tip it upside down and jerk that paper out, clean up the sugar, and place the lid over the bottom of the jar so it looked like a normal sugar dispenser. And then when somebody went to use all the sugar, they would dump it out on the table. Hardy har har, right? Well, this was funny a few times, but it wasn't quite funny enough. Did you know that salt looks just like sugar from a couple feet away? Oh yeah, that's right. I replaced the sugar in a dispenser with salt one time. Whew, that was one rough cup of coffee for sure. Now that's what I'm talking about. Satan never jumps out in front of us wearing a red suit and a pitchfork because that's what we think he should look like. Satan is a liar and a deceiver and he'll show up when you're not expecting and looking like nothing you were expecting. Like a movie star or a politician or a big time preacher or maybe some local pastor who's more concerned with his clubhouse than the preaching of the gospel of truth. We know error only by knowing the truth. People who uh, specialize in dealing with counterfeit money, they don't spend the majority of their time studying fake money, but rather in becoming experts in real money. They know when the paper isn't real because they know exactly what real paper should be like. They know when the ink is off because they know exactly what the ink should be. They know when the little tattle strip embedded between the layers of paper is wrong because they know exactly what real strips are. We know when we're dealing with the spirit of Antichrist because they don't confess the real Jesus Christ. Sure, they might mention him, but this isn't the Jesus of the Bible. Is it the Jesus who spoke the world into existence in six literal days? Is it the Jesus who was born of a virgin? Is it the Jesus who is the only begotten Son, or in other words, is Jesus the same substance as God the Father, making him as much God as God the Father? 
Is it the same Jesus who lived a sinless life while here on earth? Is it the same Jesus who called people to repentance? Is it the same Jesus who spent the majority of his teaching ministry making a division between those who would be in the kingdom and those who would suffer in hell? Is it the same Jesus who died on the cross and literally rose three days later? Is it the same Jesus who sits on the right hand of God the Father and intercedes on our behalf? Is it the same Jesus who will come again and rule this earth for a literal 1,000 years and then judge this universe by destroying it utterly and recreating a new universe and then judge everyone who has ever lived? You see, they love to hijack Jesus' name and deceive those who are not abiding in Christ, obeying his word because they are consistently in it and being convicted and convinced of it. They love to make up some hippy-dippy version of Jesus who sits around and talks about some abstract version of love and has a flower in his hair. They forget that when Jesus saw that the money changers in the temple took up all the space reserved for Gentiles to come worship, that they made a new financial system within the religion that cheated people, the real Jesus made a whip out of cords and drove them out of the temple. And I doubt he was just snapping that whip around in the air to scare them. I bet you that Jesus landed some pretty good blows on these sons of Satan. It says that if you're God's children and have already overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. We may lose a few skirmishes, but I've just pushed fast forward and I've seen the end of this war. Jesus comes back to start the millennial reign and all the armies in the world are gathered on the plains of Megiddo. And with one word, Jesus will destroy everyone who refused to believe in him and the blood will splash as high as a horse's bridle for as far as the eye can see. And I'm glad that on that day, I'm one of the thousands upon thousands that return with Jesus and won't be marching behind him. Who do these false teachers deceive? Well, our passage says that they're from the world. So they speak from the world and those that are of the world listen to them. The next statement is to John's intended audience, the Christians who are being encouraged in their faith and secured in their salvation. It says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us, and whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So when you boil it down, the people who are deceived are not saved, and they have ears that can only hear what the world has for them. The things that stimulate their pride and their selfish desires and their sense of religiosity and all the things that convince them that they're a pretty good person, the things that are relevant in their lives. The people who are not deceived are saved, and they know that because they listen to the apostles' teaching or what we have today in the New Testament. Why do they listen to the teaching of the Bible? Because we have ears that can hear God, and our desire is to hear Him and obey Him. This is one of the reasons I love the analogy of Jesus being the Good Shepherd in John chapter 10, where it says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. There's something supernatural that binds the followers of Christ to His Word and to those who are true teachers of his word. Be careful. Just because you see a teacher in a fancy building behind a pulpit waving around a Bible and saying religious words like Jesus, salvation, worship, spirituality, etc., you need to listen to what they are really saying and determine if what they say lines up with what you're studying in the Bible. If you want to know more about this God whose word is bound to our hearts when we're saved, over to our website and click on that button about salvation and learn about how you can be united with him too. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries 
TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.